welcome to Pop Culture Crush. Jessica here, and we have another birthday episode for you. The wonderful Steve Buscemi, who is 62 today. Probably thought I was going to say Taylor Swift, didn't you? Because that's her birthday too. But no, we're celebrating the Buscemi. Fun fact, he was born on Friday the 13th, and today is Friday the 13th. So it's it just feels extra uh, significant. So today we are doing my pop five Steve Buscemi movies. Number five, Ghost World. You've heard me talk about this. This is also one of my favorites for Scarlett Johansson. It's from 2001. And with only the plan of moving in together after high school, two unusually devious friends seek direction in life. As a mere gag, they respond to a man's newspaper ad for a date, only to find it will greatly complicate their lives. Some trivia on this. According to the director, Steve Buscemi was so uncomfortable playing the role of Seymour that whenever shooting was finished for the day, he would immediately change his clothes so he could look completely different. I just think that Steve is great in this movie. He's so... (laughs) How can I put this? He so perfectly makes you feel better bad for the guy but you're also like weirdly creeped out by him so it just kind of makes you feel unsettled when you watch him and I think that's what makes it so great because it's so much more complex than you think it is I don't know I just every time I've watched it I can't decide if I like Seymour or not or if I'm just too creeped out by him I don't know or if I feel bad for him that's why I think Buscemi is fantastic in that Number four, Hotel Transylvania and Monsters, Inc. So I did a tie on this one. I decided to group together some animation he's in. And I love Hotel Transylvania and Monsters, Inc. Uh, Hotel Transylvania was 2012. And it's about Dracula, who operates a high-end resort away from the human world, goes into overprotective mode when a boy discovers the resort and falls for the Count's teenage daughter. Trivia, typically animated films have actors and actresses record their dialogue separately, but the director wanted Sandler, James Spade, and Buscemi together to record like it was live action. And then you have Monsters, Inc., which was from 2001. I can't believe that was that long ago. That's crazy to me. In order to power the city, monsters have to scare children so that they can scream. However, the children are toxic to the monsters, And after a child gets through, two monsters realize things may not be what they think. Uh, Just a little trivia on that. John Goodman pushed for Steve Buscemi to voice the villain, Randall. And this is the fourth movie to feature both John Goodman and Steve Buscemi, and is the first of the four not to be directed and produced by Joel Cohen and Ethan Cohen. Honestly, I just love these two movies. I really do. And I think he's fantastic in both of them. He definitely has a great voice for animation. And I love his characters in both of these movies. So that's why. I I don't know. I think it takes more than acting to be able to do animation and voiceover. I, I give him absolute credit for that. Okay. Number three, Fargo, the movie, not the TV show. It's from 1996. And it's about Jerry's inept crime that falls apart due to his and his henchmen's bungling and the persistent police work of the quite pregnant Marge Gunderson. Uh, A little bit of trivia. The role of Carl was written specifically for Steve Buscemi. 
Okay, so here's some trivia that I'm going to give you, and then you got to think about it, and at the end, I'll give you the answers, okay? Steve Buscemi has been in six Coen Brothers movies. What are they? Okay, so think about it. Honestly, Fargo is a little bit of a weird movie, (laughs) but you know, I definitely appreciate it more as I've gotten older. I kind of feel like that's the case in general anyways with Coen Brothers movies for me, but with this one, I definitely appreciate it more now, and Buscemi is great in it. Honestly, he's usually my favorite part of a Coen Brothers movie, whether big or small, but this would probably be, I would say, my favorite Coen Brothers movie. I think. Yeah, I think so. All right. Number two. (laughs) Con Air. It's from 1997. And a newly patrolled ex-con and former U.S. Ranger Cameron Poe finds himself trapped in a prisoner transport plane when the passengers seize control. Some trivia. The screenwriter was friends with Buscemi and always had him in mind for his character. So for me, this probably is one of my top Nicolas Cage movies. I've seen this movie so many times, it's ridiculous. I've, yeah, (laughs) I've seen it a lot. Uh, But I always felt like Buscemi stole the show with his subtle acting in this. Because if you watch it again, everything's so loud and in your face and action-packed and he plays his character so quietly and just I don't know I think that's what made it creepier is that he was this quiet friendly dude but in the movie if you haven't seen it spoiler like he's the biggest killer on the plane but yeah I just think he does a fantastic fantastic job in that movie so if you watch it again look at the parallels between everything else around him and then him all right Gosh, we're already at number one. Look at that. Number one is Boardwalk Empire. So I deviated away from the movie thing just because not only is he the main character in this, but also this is definitely my favorite thing he's ever done. So that's why I I switched over to TV for this one on HBO. It was from 2010 to 2014. An Atlantic City politician plays both sides of the law by conspiring with gangsters during the Prohibition era. So some trivia, Steve Buscemi claimed that a challenge of working in television for him as an actor is that he typically keeps track of what facial expressions are needed for a role. And by the end of the series, he was running out of faces for Nookie. That is really, I've never, ever thought of acting that way. That was super interesting to me. And then I loved this trivia that I found. Um, After years of playing disposable villains and losers on the periphery, Buscemi had grown accustomed to being passed over for leading roles. So when Boardwalk Empire creator Terrence Winter offered him the part of corrupt politician Enoch Thompson in the award-winning HBO series, Buscemi offered his usual reply. This is what he said, quote, When Terry did call me and he said that he and Marty, Martin Scorsese, wanted me to play the role, my response was, Terry, I know you're looking at other actors, and I just appreciate that my name is being thrown in, Buscemi recalled. He said, no, Steve, (laughs) I just said we want you. It still didn't sink in. 
Eventually, of course, reality did sink in, and Buscemi went on to win a Golden Globe and Emmy Award across the show's five seasons. I love this show just because it was so different, and it really... I got to see Buscemi in a different light because he never has really been the leading man. Um, it's been a lot of ensembles or side characters. And I will say this, this show actually for a brief moment, I had a crush on Steve Buscemi. <laughs> I know, I know, not my usual type. Let's just put it that way. But I did. He was just so convincing and so good in this. I don't know. I was just super, super drawn to his character. So, yeah, I had to put it as number one because I just really, I really looked forward to that every time it was on. And this also makes me realize I need to rewatch it again because I haven't rewatched it since it aired in 2014. Okay, so I do have some honorable mentions um, or little side comments. I haven't seen it in years, but Airheads... Do you guys remember this movie from the 90s? It was a movie I watched quite a few times back in the day. Uh, also, I loved, 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 Coco and I were talking about it. We loved his character he played in The Wedding Singer. Again, like, that's what's so amazing about Buscemi is he can take the smallest role and make it memorable. Like, his character in Billy Madison or, honestly, basically any Adam Sandler movie. Another side note, when I was doing all this research... He has worked in so many freaking Adam Sandler movies. I didn't realize it. But I think I counted like 14 or 15 movies they've done together. To me, that is such a random friendship. But I think the first one he did with him was Billy Madison, and they've just done them ever since. So I just, I just thought that was a really cool little trivia. Also, a side note, I didn't add Reservoir Dogs because I've only seen bits and pieces of that movie. But Coco said he's great in it. Uh, he has a pretty big part in it, it sounds like. So that's why that one's not on there. The Big Lebowski, if you've listened to earlier podcasts, that's not like my favorite movie. Uh, he's great in it, though. So um, that's kind of an honorable mention. All right. So there we have it. My top five list of Steve Buscemi performances and lots of trivia and fun facts. Uh, oh, 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 oh. You thought I forgot about the trivia, didn't you? <laughs> no, not at all. I totally didn't forget about it. So Steve Buscemi has been in six Coen Brothers movies. What are they? So this is what I found on the internets. So if it's wrong, I apologize. Miller's Crossing, The Hudsucker Proxy, Barton Fink, Fargo, The Big Lebowski, and Paris Jetem. That's the ones they said were Coen Brothers movies. There you have it. Now we are done with the episode. So what are some of your favorite performances of his? Do you have any movies I didn't say or any like, you know, little characters that you just absolutely love? Let me know. Like I say, I'm on all the social medias, mostly Facebook and Instagram. So hit me up. Let me know what you love or don't love, I guess, too. Whichever. You can find me at Pop Culture Crush on all the social medias. I want you to have a fantastic, fantastic weekend. And I will see you on Monday. Bye.